your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready. For your positive imprint. Well, hello, this is Catherine, your host of Your Positive Imprint, the variety show that features worldwide conversations with people whose positive achievements are inspiring positive actions. One of my missions is to help you to identify your own positive imprint. What's your PI? Today's guest is Celia Cortez, an artist living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Celia moved from corporate America to full time artist. For Celia, being in nature takes a keen eye. There is life and death in nature, and she wants to honor that. Well, remember, my podcast is free, but please support me by hitting the five stars, providing written feedback on my website or iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform that supports written reviews. And wherever you are right now, and whichever country you're listening in, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Now, Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I sat down for a Your Positive Imprint conversation with Celia Cortez. What's your PI? I am in the absolute gorgeous Santa Fe, New Mexico, up here on Canyon Road, which is very famous for its architecture. And you hear the voice of Celia Cortez, who is my featured guest today. <laughs> and it's actually just super exciting to have her here. <laughs> And actually, for me to be here in your absolute beautiful home, hello. Good morning. Thanks for coming up here and meeting me in my place, which makes it a life easier. Oh, well, I'm excited to be here. Well, Celia and I go back a, uh, hmm, a few decades. Yeah, we won't say how many. <laughs> we are high school mates and did some things together growing up. I was always doodling in my uh, margins in class. Yes, you can pretty much, most teachers would get mad at me because I was busy doodling. And all my notepads had drawings and eyeballs and all sorts of stuff on them. So I did my drawing and kept to myself. And <laughs> did you take art classes? I took a few art classes when I was young. My parents did put me into a few, you know, little like weekend or, or in the summer months. But um, really it's, you know, my mother was a painter and my aunt was a painter, so I did see that uh, in my family. And uh, since I was very, very young, I was just you know, looking at things and trying to draw them. So I think uh, just seeing my mother paint and starting from such a young age, I've had practice for such a long time. I don't have any real formal training. I took a couple classes at UNM when I was uh, at the university, but pretty much it's you know just in Talent. my spare time well yes I'm very blessed I will say that <laughs> I feel lucky but it's good that you're sharing your talent because you're sharing it in really positive fun ways yeah you know I send out thank yous using your stationery oh, so <laughs> the folks that are listening who've received mm -hmm. one of my thank yous uh, the pine cones especially mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love those good absolutely love those and you do such a great job Thanks. did you ever get detentions in high school for your doodling? Um, I don't think so. No, but if I did have to go to detention for something else, I'm sure I was doodling. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first detention by from Mr. Allison. Do you remember Mr. Allison? I do. He was was he a science guy? I don't remember what he taught. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember what he taught <laughs> now, but. Uh, what I, did you do? Do you remember? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of others. 
of us <laughs> ditched Uh-oh. school oh, and we walked across you. the street. Oh, you did that? Oh my god! I, <laughs> I know. To Jack in the Box. Oh yeah, I remember when Jack in the Box was there. Yeah, and I that mean, wasn't that far, you know? No, it was just across yeah. the street, which is why it was so dumb because all the teachers yeah, could yeah, see yeah. anyone in there, and so we got caught <laughs> off campus. Well, we didn't ditch school. It was during lunch. Okay. But we did. We weren't allowed off campus. We weren't allowed off yeah. campus, and we went across the street. That was my first and only detention. <laughs> Scared you straight, huh? Oh my gosh, yeah, because we ran into the bathroom. We saw Mr. Allison walking across the street. Oh no. We thought, oh my gosh, he's coming to lunch here. And so we ran into the bathroom, and we were in the bathroom. Uh, he, I don't know how, I really have no idea how mm-hmm. he knew, mm-hmm. but... He started calling our names from where he was sitting eating his lunch. <laughs> He's like, they're going to have to come out of the bathroom at some point. Yeah. So, but he knew we were there. I have no idea. That's why I say that's the dumbest place to go yeah. to lunch off campus because the teachers can see right through the windows. So he probably saw us run into the bathroom. Yeah. And I don't know. And Pius was a small school. Yes. But anyway, so it was... Well, the rumor didn't make it around that you were a troublemaker, so at least you can be... <laughs> Be glad about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was the troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't a troublemaker either. <laughs> so. It must have had a big impact on you. Oh yeah, because I got you know, I Trouble. got grounded. Yeah. <laughs> and I got grounded, but but that was my your memory. My first detention. <laughs> okay, so then you graduated from high school and mm-hmm. and you moved on. And what brought you to? What made you decide to do flowers? Uh, as opposed to portraits. And you don't just do flowers, but you do vegetation. Yeah. You know, you have the chili ristra, which is mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous <laughs> hanging up there, and your landscapes have all sorts of vegetation mm-hmm. in them. And listeners can hear that there's some construction going on yeah. next door. <laughs> always construction. <laughs> you know, um, probably more than anything, I have always been amazed at the creations on our earth and, you know, how a flower or a plant can start from a seed and how it grows and so to me it's just absolutely amazing to see all the different kinds of flowers, the different colors, the variations and so for me I really just want to honor the beauty that I see in nature. I love that, to honor the beauty that you see in nature. Mm -hmm. You know there is a gardener that I uh, had a recorded conversation with, Mm -hmm. Marion Owen from Alaska Mm -hmm. and as a gardener she said she wants to be open to the gifts mm-hmm. that God is providing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I especially like to do it because so, so often, and I was very much the same way, living our lives so busy, almost you know running out the door and missing the beauty that's there. So to me, I mean, I, I now at least have been able to slow my life down a little bit, and I, I do. I take a moment to really see all the beauty, whether it's. You know, tiny little flowers on the ground that just are probably going to get bit by, get missed by most everybody, um, or just flowers that you know somebody probably won't see because it's in a very unique place. But I've been there, so that's to me. I just want to share all the beauty that I see, and there's so much of it in this world. There is. Well, you are sharing your beauty through your talent, but not just through your artwork, but also with your photography. Oh, yeah, you like some of that stuff? I do. (coughs) Thanks. And it's wonderful photography, and I love the rivers, the water that you take in it. It's just beautiful. Have you seen any of the the videos that I've done of the water? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love to just hear that sound of the water and the birds in the background. 
Yeah, I think we just heard a couple yeah. birds right there. <laughs> that wasn't put in. That yes. was natural. <laughs> just as you said that. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then the, the color. So you started out doing black and white. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to color, but you still have some... Oh, I want you mm-hmm. to describe what I'm seeing, like especially the morning glory. Mm-hmm. Describe that for the listeners and, and what kind of passion and feelings and emotional uh, connection that you had when you were drawing that piece. Well, uh, with the... Uh with the morning glories, it really was. I mean, A, I, I do a lot of research about the flowers. And so, um, obviously, it's a morning glory. Um, this one um, is called a little different. My larger one that's already sold was called Celebration of Morning. When I was working on that one, it, it was really just, I loved working on the tendrils. Uh, really, quite frankly, you know, sometimes when I start a piece and I do my research, I really fall in love with the flower. But once I get going on the ink component of my artwork, it's... I almost, you know, I'm just there. I'm just zoned out and just going and, you know, trying to, you know, just put as much detail. I don't know why I'm such a detail-oriented person on my artwork, but <laughs> but I am. It's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, I've had a lot of people kind of re- um, respond to my work. You know, here in Santa Fe, there are so many artists that do beautiful landscapes, painting, pastels, and... Um, I feel like it's very hard for me to compete in that market because they really are truly talented artists here. And uh, not very many people do what I'm doing with the ink. And when I do my shows, I'm always surprised people say, like, no, I really like it. It's so different from everything else you see here in Santa Fe. So, you know, it's the ink. It's, it's a bit of simplicity with just two colors almost. And But yet it's very detailed. And I've had a lot of people say that they're very... Very elegant, very simple, understated elegance. So, oh, that is, you know what, that does describe it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I yeah. think that that person did a good job in yeah. in describing your work. Yeah. And I, you know, when I look at, it, I've never thought about the two color thing. Mm-hmm. I just look at it, and it's just, it is beautiful, and mm-hmm. it is very elegant, and it is very detailed, and it never dawned on me mm-hmm. that it's two colors. Yeah, or just one. You know, or just so one. so I just really, yeah, and that's what people really like. They like that simplicity of that pop of color and you know me doing my layout so that that color is still beautiful um, you know because it's a combination I mean I'm really composing really a painting and a drawing because the the color has to be attractive how it's laid out but then I still have to go in and put the ink and the darks in there so it really I'm working common in two two different methods so taking the columbine mm-hmm. the Colorado columbine that I see up there do you take a, a photograph, uh, an actual photograph of a uh, of a spread of flowers, mm-hmm. and then bring it home, or do you have a photographic memory? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I do take photos, and um, you know, they're not always. I think what I try and do the most when I'm doing photos is if it's live. I try and get um, up close from different angles so I can really see how the flower grows. Um, Because if you're going to make something feel and look alive, you have to understand how it grows. So I'll do that. A lot of times, though, I just decide, like I've had, you know, commissions and somebody said, I want you to do this flower, and it's winter, and, um, you know, you can't even necessarily buy it at at a shop. 
So I'll do a lot of research online. And I found some, re I really should have um, made a notation. I found some really good artists who will um, time lapse flowers as they open. Oh. And that has been a huge help for me. I'm working on a, a dahlia right now. And I really should give credit, give credit to the artist who films the, uh, the pieces opening. Because that helps me. Usually like a dahlia, you see them open. And you don't see that process of them opening. Even, you know, flowers, like get flowers and then wake up the next morning and they're already open. Right. So it's nice to have that. Well, so the combine, you have some of the pieces that are in the process of opening. Yeah, yeah. So that's, what I, that's how I, I do it. So I try and, you know, get different images so I can see what they would look like throughout the process. I really would like to now start doing kind of in the background um, because the... The wilting petal of any flower takes on a different texture. It's almost more veiny and thins out, and it's a totally different look. And I actually would like to start to try and get some of that in the background. Very light, very, very light, but to have that, the dime, because really some of them are just so beautiful as they die, the way the petals fall off and, you know, the way just the pistils and the stamen are left. It's, to me, that, that whole process from life to death is amazing with flowers. How beautiful, and you have such a wonderful way of describing it in a very, <laughs> yes, Thanks. yes, it's a nice connection to nature. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice connection, and I think that that obviously helps you with your artistry because you can't just pick up a pencil and draw yeah. something and not be connected to you it. You have Otherwise, to love it. Just, yeah. yeah, and it's obvious that you do. Yes, I love anything that's alive that grows, and, and then my gates... I kind of came upon that because I was taking pictures of flowers in front of gates one day, and I went, hey, that's a really cool gate. I think I should do the flowers in front of the gate. <laughs> so I, that's how I ended yeah. up doing gates, and the gates um, have done well. I mean, here in Santa Fe especially, when I do my shows, people really like those. Well, the gates are beautiful, and I, I can't even draw a straight line. <laughs> and those gates, they have, you know, also, they have a personality, yeah. really, yeah. because the person that that made it. I mean, they're handmade. Right. And hand-carved, and you've got the yeah. designs in the center. Mm -hmm. So you have... Yeah, everybody is amazing, all the different types of gates here in Santa Fe. Do you have a favorite of your work? Uh, no, you know, I really don't. Um, I mean, my, my big masterpiece was the, uh, the Morning Glory, which isn't hanging here, um, which is Celebration of Morning. That one was probably my favorite because I had... I mean, everybody likes, you know, if they're going to walk into my booth, they're going to like my work, but people were just amazed with that, and they would just stand there and look at the detail, and people would, you know, tell me, oh my gosh, you have the sides of the sticks drawn in there, you know, so it's like, yes, I, I it's really not the sides of the sticks, I just, I just, you know, you get into this, this sand, and you're just putting lines and darkening things up, so that's probably my favorite, yeah. Celebration of Morning. I have three favorites. Oh, yeah? The pine cones, uh -huh. which I absolutely I love. I love my pine cones. The aspen tree, or oh, the aspen yeah. trees, uh -huh. the grove, uh -huh. and, well, the morning glory for sure. Yeah. And now, I have not seen the columbine. Yeah, that's that's relatively new. That's what, okay, yeah. I have not seen that one. I love that one. Thanks. And when you were doing your artwork, did, it, it must there must be some sort of a struggle to get where you're at, to where well, you're... Because it, you know, it's hard to break into any yeah. self-employment. Yes. 
Well, you know, I had a lot of uh, support from A, my brother, <laughs> and several friends. Uh, I had been, you know, giving away my art for all the holidays and, you know, for birthdays. And uh, I says, you know, you really should, you've been doing this a long time, and you really should try and do something with this. And, you know, I really... So it wasn't your idea at first to I do mean, something oh, I, with this? I mean, oh, I wanted to do this since I was little, but, okay. you know, you can't make a living doing, well, that's what I was told, so, um, and I, you know, was working a corporate job, and it's hard to walk away from corporate money, but, um, you know, it was just that time in life where I, I needed to make that change, and I said, if I want to do this, it's now or never. I, you know, had other reasons to quit my corporate job, and when I did, I started inventorying everything that I had in all my drawing pads since forever. And uh, I said, you know, I do have enough that I could maybe get started pretty quick. Because, you know, you have to have a body of work if you're going to be showing. And uh, the only issue that I had is my body of work was not consistent. And so I just read and, you know, did as much reading as I could. I did a lot of podcast watching to see other artists. And I thought, there's a lot of amazing artists out there. Uh, but if they can do it, surely I can do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and when yeah. did you start? Um, I left five, my, my corporate job at, in 14, and I took the rest of 14 to kind of just get my stuff together, figure out what I wanted to do, uh, take an inventory of what I've done. And I did some painting then, but that's when I kind of realized, you know, my, my forte is drawing. It's more of a detail. And while I still want to expand into drawing, and I do, I mean painting, and I do a lot of painting, I still feel like this is what sets me apart. When you go hiking, mm -hmm. do you go out hiking in a, is your mode mm -hmm. set in artist mode and you're looking for, you know, flowers on the mm -hmm. ground or grasses mm -hmm. or whatever it might be? How, how what is your, your well, frame of mind when you're my, out in the wilderness? My frame of mind is go and enjoy it. Notice everything. And um, yeah, I take my phone with me, because A, it's a safe thing to do. <laughs> and B, uh, I, boy, I take pictures, pictures, pictures. And uh, I've taken a lot more recently that are very close to the ground. And I really like those because, um, you know, people do miss a lot of things walking and sometimes even laying out in the mountains. You know, you see little ants cruising around, little bugs, and just getting close to nature. So for me, it really is. It is a motive. I know I'm going to find something beautiful, but I'm really just enjoying the beauty of nature, and then, you know, the visions and the sights will, will be there for me. And so you just take in and accept yeah. whatever yeah. And creation enjoy is, it. and enjoy yeah. it, whatever and creation really, is there. Yeah, I like to listen to, you know, like this, the wind and the trees, and the birds, and... Yeah, I'm definitely more of a solitude person. I love to be alone, and I love to be in the outdoors. Yeah. Well, you always remember, I always brought in the John Denver music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you love to be outdoors, too. I, I do. I, I love mean, the it. mountains are beautiful, right? I mean, they are. It doesn't matter winter, spring, summer. Just, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, growing up over in the Pecos, just over the hill mm -hmm. from you here, uh, we were out, family and I, mm -hmm. we were all out backpacking. And we found this meadow, mm -hmm. and we all fell asleep, mm -hmm. and we woke up. And the deer had bedded down right next to us, and oh they were sleeping Oh, my gosh, really? There. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so cool. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So my little sister, mm -hmm. Linda, she 
woke us up and said, look, so there were the deer. <laughs> yeah, they were bedded down. How exciting. And out of all the places mm-hmm. in that meadow, yeah. they chose that one. Near you guys. Right? must have been good oh, energy, you know, through your body that they said, this is a good I'm spot. I'm thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the outdoors are, are a fabulous place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you go to shows, mm-hmm. you travel. Is it mostly New Mexico or do you venture outside? You know, when I first started this, I did do a little bit of traveling. Um, I went to the El Paso area because that's where I used to have my old job, and I had a lot of contacts. You lived in El Paso? No, but I, I worked there. My territory was in sales. Oh, okay. And the okay. bulk of my business was in El Paso. So that's one of the reasons I left that. I was traveling three weeks out of every four, which, you know, gets very tiring. Yes, it does. Over time. So uh, I, I did a show down there. But, you know, when I really started looking at this from a you know, business, uh, an- analyzing it from a business aspect, I really thought, you know, people come to Santa Fe from all over the world. I've had people who bought my work from France, from Germany. Um, why am I traveling somewhere where everybody's coming here? The only issue is I'm limited on how many shows because, you know, summertime is the time that it's the busiest time. But, um, you know, I just really started realizing, um, Traveling didn't necessarily make sense. I mean, maybe at some point I will. And you know, every year I reevaluate what I've done the previous year, what shows were good, maybe the market's changing. I definitely you know, watch that and communicate with a lot of the other artists what they're experiencing, what we're seeing, and uh, you know, try and make smart decisions so I'm not just, because it costs money to do a show. And so I'm trying to you know, pick and choose the shows that make the most sense. And you do internet sales in there. Mm-hmm. Going well. And in fact, Celia, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. and you already know this, mm-hmm. you're the one that <laughs> helped me figure out Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a little bit. I mean, I'll give you a few hints. Well, for, for the business <laughs> yeah. page. Well, you know, it's, it's, it really is like you, your own business. You have to do your own promotions. And, um, right. You know, you got to find all those special little ways to get your name out there. And You've been very encouraging when I started this podcast. Yeah, well, I told you everything takes time. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. You're making a living yep. of your artwork, which is phenomenal because it's your talent. Yeah. And as you said, it's, it's God's gift, and we yes. need to share it. Yes. We had a, a global conversation <laughs> with Hua from Africa. Mm-hmm. She's from Nigeria. And she said, if you go to bed at night mm-hmm. and your dreams are not keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. then you're not dreaming, dreaming big enough. Oh, I have a hard time going to sleep every night. Maybe that's... I'm dreaming <laughs> way too big, maybe. <laughs> My brain's going. <laughs> well, I just... I thought that was great. Yeah. And so you had this dream, and and it, you're here. Yeah, yeah. And you're living your dream. Yeah, that, I feel very lucky. awesome. I feel very fortunate. Well, I'm fortunate to have watched you through the years yeah. grow into this. Yeah. I think that's been fun, and it's it's neat that we've stayed connected yeah. through the decades. And that's awesome. <laughs> what could you say to mm-hmm. to inspire those artists that are out there worldwide mm-hmm. who are concerned about making a living and concerned about making that leap? So how do you get past that? What do you what can you say to inspire the worldwide listeners? Well, I would say if it's something you really love to do, um, a, you have to, you really have to be ready for that move if you're like in a job, a job, and you want to quit. Because, I mean, I, for probably a good five years prior to quitting, I just kept asking myself, is this what, is this what I should do? I'd 
had five hours to drive to El Paso every Friday and Thursday driving home, and I mean Monday and Thursday, and uh, you know I would I would pray for for direction, and I'm sure he was giving me that direction. I just wasn't listening, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had more friends, actual people, say, "No, you really should do this." So then it was like, "Okay, I'm getting a lot of signs here." So you really have to be ready, you know, and I maybe wouldn't have been ready before, just, so it's, you'll know if you think you want to do this when it's time. And then, you know, don't give up. Everybody is unique, and I have been really amazed, somewhat surprised at some of my works that have sold. That, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm just, I'm very humble as that people are spending money on my work. And, you know, to me sometimes it surprises me, but it's... It's great, and the more you put yourself out there, the more you'll hear. Like I say, you know, I I don't have. It's not like I have you know millions of people flocking to me, but when people walk past the booths at the market, and they see mine, it is unique. So I, I know that if they walk into my booth, that means they like my work. So you just got to keep keep plugging away. I want to go to the way you inspire. The elderly. Oh yeah. And oh, you just got a smile on yeah. your face. And I went to one of your absolute remarkable yeah. works when you were at. I it wasn't exactly an Alzheimer's center. No, they're they're considered considered assisted living facilities. Assisted living facilities. Yeah. And you provide these classes. I know you get paid a, a stipend. I yeah. mean, a stipend is to me, you know, that's still volunteer work. Yeah. They're paying you for for your supplies mm -hmm. that you're providing. And I watched you with these people. You had a World War II veteran, mm -hmm. his wife, who were, I mean, they, they were so happy to be there, mm -hmm. but they also had that very, that type of personality that was don't bother me type. Yeah. <laughs> but you worked with them and you're providing this, not a service, Help me with the words here. Um, you know, I would consider it. I'm, I'm really just facilitating. I'm because everybody. I'm not really a teacher. I wouldn't say because if you remember, Gloria, who's an amazing woman, um, she has been an artist most of her life. So she had always done oil painting, and so I wish I feel like I facilitate her learning to work with watercolor. And so she's come a long way with, she was so frustrated with watercolor the first few times. And, and uh, so I facilitated her, whereas, you know, the, the couple that you were talking about, um, you know, she likes to do her own thing. So I don't have to help her as much. So I just facilitate in that, what do you need from me today? So I, I want to be what each student or attendee needs. I don't want to come in and say, this is what we're doing today, and that's this is what the project. I noticed, and that's what I had told you about mm -hmm. what you were doing. I said, you're differentiating for each and every yes. single person. Yeah. And everybody, you brought in pencils, colored yeah. pencils, mm -hmm. plain pencils. You brought in paintbrushes. Mm -hmm. You brought in watercolors. Mm -hmm. and you brought in oils. I mm -hmm. mean, you brought... Crayons. Crayons. Yeah, pastels. You brought all of that in. Yeah. And the, the way you... But the way, Celia... I wouldn't say you were just a facilitator. Mm -hmm. You were there with them. You had a connection with them, and they had a connection with you. Yeah. They understood you, mm -hmm. and when you asked them, you didn't tell them what to draw, as you said. Yeah. 
What I heard is, and what I witnessed was, you gave them a picture in their mind, mm -hmm. and you just gave them direction yeah. on how to go about. And they made gorgeous pictures. And one of the ladies was doing, uh, she was kind of lost mm -hmm. in her own world, mm -hmm. literally, and would forget where she was. Mm -hmm. But she didn't forget what numbers were. Mm -hmm. And you gave her connect the dots. Mm -hmm. Or not connect the dots, connect the numbers. Mm -hmm. No, I think what we did with her is, um, yeah, she has a real hard time. Uh, a lot of times when you start uh, slipping into dementia and Alzheimer's, um, obviously remembering things, but there's also becomes a frustration. And um, so she's a student that, um, or attendee that loves to come, but um, she really needs care. So uh, she's really not a painter, but I think create creativity is still important whether you're a painter or not. So I bring for her uh, coloring pages. And because it's sometimes very, it's overwhelming for her to decide where to start on that coloring, um, I'll help her. So I'll say, let's, let's pick some stuff. And I'll take a color and I'll, we'll mark what, she would what we would want to color with that specific color. And I'll, that way I can put her to work and we'll say, okay, these are all the little areas you're going to color with this color. And that keeps her busy. That gives her some direction so it's not overwhelming. Um, and she loved it. Yeah, because otherwise, it, and that's I've learned that, um, it is, they do get overwhelmed and it, they become frustrated. So I want to make this a very peaceful, easy, enjoyable process. And, and then when it's all done, you know, She's always, I did that? Yeah, you did that. Even though, you know, I'm helping her pick the colors and we're deciding where. And sometimes she'll she'll get involved with making the decisions. But, you know, the big thing is she's there and she's with other people. She's not, you know, just sitting around. I mean, I think it's important that they keep them, their minds busy. You had a student, and I want to, and I'm going to say student because okay. they are learning <coughs> from you. Yeah. And... A facilitator, you're still, as a facilitator, you still have students. Yes. And this lady was in a, she had, they, they all were on borderline yeah. there or into <coughs> dementia. Mm -hmm. And this one gal was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And you fixed up yeah. her pad, yeah. her canvas or whatever you mm -hmm. call it, in a way that she was able to, to participate. Yeah. Yeah, again, I really, I look at, each of my students and I try and meet their needs because oh you, you did know, Celia yeah. you did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had another facility that I don't no longer have but uh, she was a true dementia I mean very far along and um, she was a painter a very famous painter and uh, they really want her her caregivers want her to continue to have art because that's what she did for a living but um, so for her because she was really just I would put a canvas in front of her, and sometimes she would begin to work, but most of the time she didn't. So with her, I would actually help her, and I would put some paint on, on the canvas, and I would start something. I would just do like a streak, and then I would hand the brush back to her, and that would get her going. So you know, I knew I have to find ways to get each individual involved, because she wouldn't paint unless I kind of got her started. So yeah, I really, I do. I take each one of them as an individual, and what they like to draw or paint. Um, so if somebody likes to do landscapes, I bring you know pictures of landscapes that they like to do. I had one lady who loved to do architecture, so I found you know pictures of architectures that we could, you know, buildings that she could should render. So I really do. I try and make it so it's enjoyable for them. It's not a, you know, it's 
not a class. It's, it's an enjoyment, hopefully. Why did you choose assisted living and people who are moving into that Alzheimer's stage? Mm. In reality, the reason I started doing it was, um, to me, it's the synchronicities, the universe, or God speaking to me. But when I made the decision to quit my corporate job, um, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't have panels. I didn't know how I was really going to actually get my art out there. But um, somehow I got called from somebody from one of the assisted livings, and they says, well, we're doing a, uh, a Christmas show here. You come down and if you want to maybe sell. And I thought, well, maybe my cards will sell there. So I went down and um, you know sold some cards to the elderly and their family because they came in. And, um, and things just fell into place. Uh, they, one of the ladies said she loved my work. And she says, I'd love to have you come and teach here. And you know, she was just a resident. But um, she mentioned it to somebody and they said, let's, let's get her in here. So it, it, to me, it's the universe was just working that way. And I got that opportunity and I, I loved it. I loved it. So then I sought out some other facilities and some of them just came my way. I mean, it's like, you know, when you're doubting if you're on the right path and things just fall into place, you're, oh no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So all of this kind of is really, I, I just really feel very fortunate. I didn't say, I want to do this. This is how I'm going to make my living, you know, extra living, extra money. It's just it all kind of came my way, and it's, I've been just really lucky, very, very lucky to be able to do it. <laughs> because I came from the healthcare industry, I, um, I took approach to it maybe differently than some other artists. So because I've read a lot of clinical trials, I did a lot of research on you know the value of um, all activities but really creativity it doesn't have to be painting but any creativity and um, that actually led me to do a little presentation for one of the facilities and um, we did some drawing in the presentation so this is for like you know the the managers of the facility and they were very much sold so but I think the most important thing is it's important for our brains no matter what age to have that left side right side and creativity is, is definitely there for both, you know, to, to work both sides. So it's, and as we age, it's even more important. So I really feel like, um, you know, giving these people that opportunity, and so many of them, they get into that zone of their painting or creating, and they share stories. I mean, that's to me is really enjoyable because, you know, they're, I have one lady, she's definitely, you know, almost back to childhood. You know, she's, oh, I got to paint yesterday, you know, and she just gets so excited and she, I'll ask her, well, what'd you do yesterday? Well, my dad went to, to work and, you know, but they, it's just so interesting to hear their conversations and uh, what they want to share. And then, you know, like she'll, one lady painted a barn that she remembered. And, and uh, so it's just, they all have something to share. They all have something to say. And uh, they all, they, they need attention. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, the um, further along the dementia spectrum, I know it's hard for the people that take care of them, you know, because it's, I, I deal with them an hour and a half, and I'm very patient, but uh, I can see how, you know, it's not easy. So I think for me, I'm a good break for a lot of the staff, and uh, it's a totally different approach than what everybody else is taking, you know, in their care. And you're listening. You yeah. listen to yeah, them. Yeah, I definitely. And they love that you are listening. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you just said that 
they're in their own world and they've, they've, their mind has kind of, with dementia, has mm -hmm. shifted to their childhood mm -hmm. memories. Mm -hmm. And I think it's exciting that you are there to receive their yeah. stories yeah. and allow them to tell their stories in their creations. Yeah. Celia, that's inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, you know, my career path has been fairly varied, obviously, after, you know, prior to becoming an artist. I, um, I pretty much did sales and marketing throughout my career. I never thought I would do anything like that because I'm more of an introvert. So sales is not my, what I would normally say, that's what I should do. <laughs> but, um, you know, I loved those jobs and they really taught me a lot, opened me up as an individual, maybe less shy. I'm still a little shy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, every job I met amazing people. And now I'm meeting a whole new group of people in this industry and loving it. So, I mean, every step in my path, I feel, has been a good step. It's taken me where I'm supposed to go. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your inspirations. Thank you, thank you again for your positive you. imprints. They are everywhere. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I've included a bit of conversation that I had with two of Celia's students at the assisted living facility. Mary is sitting here and she's doing, it looks like... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I think it looks very nice. So there's leaves and there's berries. I'm having fun. And they are having fun. And Mary, you were talking about when you were young. This one I think is going to be a little Yes. Bit How old are you right now? Okay. So we'll 84. 84. I had fun doing this and I'm, you know, we'll figure this out too. And so you like to use markers. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's your, and are they easier for you to hold? Do you like the colors? What's I like the colors. Okay. And the colors are nice. Yeah. And you've chosen a lot of wonderful colors there that would brighten your day. Yeah. What do you do with these when you're oh, done? Well, I'll just take them back to my room and I'll set them up. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so then it gives you something to look yes. at. Yeah. Yeah. In the room. Mm -hmm. so it yeah, gives... I have one in, that I did. And I have that sitting up in my room. Yeah. So when I get these, this one I can probably take home. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah, the cold country. Wow. <laughs> cold, cold. And what did you do? I lived on a farm in rural uh, Minnesota, kind of in the middle of the state, and uh, went to country school for the eight, seven years, because I skipped first grade, because I was the only one, and they put me in second grade. Oh. <laughs> So seven years in country school and then a small school in our area for high school. And you probably had a very small class. Yeah, yeah, probably 12 kids in the class. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to Concordia College in Moorhead and became a teacher. Oh, so you went on, and where did you do your teaching? I taught at a small, started out at a small school in Minnesota. Um, and taught typing and shorthand. Oh, that's really awesome. Back when there were typewriters. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. And I met my husband at the Louis Armstrong dance in Montevideo. Oh, so you, you got to go see Louis Armstrong. Yeah. He is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, of course, yeah. I can't see him. Yeah. But, oh, and my dad played trumpet, so in a... Yeah, it was so much fun. I mean, to see his band. 
Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So you met your husband at a, do you remember what song? I don't know, that I can't okay. <laughs> Well, that would have been a very long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, how wonderful. I'm, 80, I'm 84. Yes, and so you met your husband? In uh, probably 66, 67. Okay, so a while ago, and yeah. so Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And then, so you did your dance there with Louis Armstrong? Yeah. You got married? Yep. And did you stay teaching? I did, I did, and then we, uh, we came to Minneapolis, to the cities, and I taught schools in, in uh, Robbinsdale. Okay, and what brought you down to New Mexico? My daughter came down here to college uh, when she graduated from high school. And my, by this time, my husband had passed. And so I thought, I have this big house on a hill in Minnesota. I think I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to move down to New Mexico, where it's warm. And I don't have to shovel the crappy snow. <laughs> So that's kind of my life, and my husband passed away before I moved down here. Uh -huh. well, so. so sorry. Yeah, but that's life. I know. <laughs> but he didn't take care of himself. Uh, now, what, what did you do on the farm growing up? I was a little busy beaver. We had livestock, chickens, pigs, cows, horses, you name it. And I didn't know what a canned vegetable was until I went off to college because everything was home canned. Oh, well, that is, that's why you're so healthy. That's, that's right, because we didn't have any of that junk that they put in the stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think of that many, many times, thinking I'm 84. I don't have any problems with health. I don't hurt anywhere. And we ate good food, good nutrition, because it wasn't prepackaged or that. We didn't, mom canned all our vegetables and that kind of thing. So I didn't know what a can of vegetable was until I went off to college. <laughs> I mean, how many people can say that? That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Hansen, for your positive imprint with what you did with teaching and what you're doing here in joining the group yeah. and just sharing humor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that looks good, Gloria. Let me see if I have any of her other stuff in here. Try and save. And I like the way you kind of have the offset of the blue. And you know, we overworked the face a little bit. Mm -hmm because she brought out pencil and what else. You brought out several different things mm -hmm. to try and fix it, but you know, it's just a matter of, of learning your mistakes. You know what I like was the man eventually. with the, the ponytail in the back, but uh, that looked very much like him. Was he in the military at all? Yes. He was a, an, uh, an army paratrooper. He was a paratrooper. Yes, he should jump. So did he stay in the New York area, or did he have to go off to No, he was in Korea. He was in Korea. Yeah, so he's a Korean. Yeah, I have been. He was in Japan. He spoke Japanese. He owned his own airplane. He liked to fly. But every Saturday, he's fly in the morning, in the afternoon. He take my four children, and uh, some of them he taught uh, 
games that were very difficult <laughs> okay. to know. Here's, and uh, look, I found these the kids gained boxes. a lot of knowledge. That's where they are today. And uh, and then the nighttime was our date because we were competitive ballroom dancers. So did, did you ever send him love notes for some of your artwork? I did, um, but they were really not love notes because we had not you know, proposed well, you know, yet. Well, we were, you, you, you know, he was uh, 20 years old, so, you know, you don't have a Thank romance you. yet. Oh, I uh, see. So after he came out, we had two years of dating, and then he realized that we belong to each other, and we should try getting together, and we did. Uh, yeah. And how long were you married? 66 years. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> He's a good husband, a good partner, and a wonderful father. But I did a lot of volunteer work. I ran dances and fashion shows. So, so did you have to go out and get fashion models, or do you model Yes, I do. I did. And I got the best because we had the best clothes we to show. And I just had to find people with good bodies and weren't afraid to walk the, the, the I would say, the gangplank, you know, walk and show them off. Yeah, so fun. And I'll show you some of the books that I had uh, produced for the fashion shows, oh, so where I had uh, okay. the type of clothes that I designed. I'm the one who designs it. And what was your maiden name? Peretti. And then your married name? Nolte. He enjoyed languages. My daughter speaks five. Good. And what, does she use all of them or some Well, of them? not anymore, but she was, uh, she, I guess her Spanish and uh, Portuguese she uses a lot. And she speaks Mayan and taught her son to speak Mayan because they lived in Guatemala. She was in the Peace Corps. Uh, again, positive imprints there. Yep. That's what, and my son lived in Africa and Nigeria with the lepers. We'll watch you next time, okay? Well, see, I think that I need to get a hold of your sons for some recorded conversations and your daughter, because oh, they're gee. positive Well, also. he's not too far from here, but my daughter's in uh, Atlanta. But they always say, my mom makes everything bigger and loaded more than it was, you know? <laughs> She's so proud as she tells the stories. Uh, so they call you the exaggerating mother. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's not that you're exaggerating, it's that you are proud. Yes. But, but they don't see, because they don't go around telling, hey, you know what I did? Yeah. No, they don't. They just keep quiet. Well, I uh, did a lot of work back east. In I went to City College, and I also designed clothes, oh furniture. And did you have your own company, or did you? No, I didn't. I just did as a, not as a hobby, but more for um, the battered women. I did a lot of work. I wasn't a battered wife. I was well taken care of, and I have wonderful children. But. Uh, I helped the battered yeah. women. And that's what I Out thought. in New York? Yes. So you helped, you designed clothes? I designed clothes, yes. No, I, the battered women were in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey, I'm so sorry. New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so you, was it with an organization or you just... Yes, an organization in, in Lache. You would go in and you designed clothes? Yeah. With and your I, artwork? And, and then who would make them? 
I would. Oh, you sew it also? Yeah. Oh my goodness, you are a person of every trade. Well, Cecilia made me this. Yes, that's with beautiful. A nice letter. Yeah. It's nice that you carry it around. Yeah, I don't throw them out. I like to uh, think that people help me because she taught me watercolor, which I didn't know anything about. And now I'm doing watercolor. Yeah, yeah. And drawing. That and was... so back to New Jersey, yes. to your battered women place. You did design, you sewed the clothes, and the furniture, what did you do? My husband sometimes used to cut, you should see something that we made a 15-foot built-in bookcase with, um, went up to the ceiling, and uh, we couldn't sell it with the house because they didn't want it. So my son gave it away. You know, both of us, we made a lot of the furniture. I would design it, he would cut it out, and then I would paint it and stain it and put it together. We had two major hurricanes back east, so I had to do the furniture over again. But everything was country French. I'm 90 years old now. What brought you to New Mexico? Well, my son is here as a medical examiner, and they figured I may as well stay with him because my next son, he sells nuclear medicine, and uh, he's a top salesman among all his uh, compatriots. And, uh, and he probably travels. Yes, he does. And he, he goes right, matter of fact, he says, Mom, guess where I was today? I was in White Plains, New York, and I looked up the hospital where we were born. And he said, I saw it the place. How sweet. Yeah, so very nice. That's sweet. What a sweet son to do that. Yeah, I have three sons and a daughter. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you are amazing in what you well, did for those you. women in New Jersey, in the battered shelter, and keeping them safe and continuing to make clothes for them so they felt good about themselves. Yes, that was the purpose of it. To uh, make them feel that there's something worthwhile to stay alive for. You are amazing. No, I'm not. There's a lot of people like me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you're very humble. And Gloria, thank you for your positive imprint. Do you remember Ray Bolger? I don't. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, okay, the Scarecrow. He knocked me over in uh, Greenwich Village. He opened the door and knocked me over. I must have been about 15 years old. And of course I got up and he apologized. And he said, do you have a book I can write my name in? And I said, no, but I'll find something in my book, and my pocketbook. And I did, and he wrote in it. Glorious life, and Gloria fits you so well. Well, Catherine, you're very generous. <laughs> and so I'm gonna let you get back to your sketching. And again, thank you for your positive imprint. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. I did a lot of volunteer work, and that's what I like doing, because I had a husband who had a good job, and I could do it. Thank you so much. You're quite Maria. welcome, Catherine. It's been delightful. Thank you, Celia, for your positive imprints. Celia is also your Positive Imprint podcast marketing consultant. Check out my website at yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can also sign up for email updates and listen to episodes. You can also listen from my Facebook page, Your Positive Imprint, or from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Your Positive Imprint, or Twitter, What's Your PI? Music by Chris Knoll. Learn more about Chris at chrisknoll.com. 
Next week's episode features Stride Incorporated, a corporation with a positive imprint reputation worldwide. Your positive imprint. What's your P.I.?